High FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. James Makaya is the CEO of Energy Council of South Africa. James, a very good morning to you. How are you? Uh, very good morning. Um, thanks for having me on the show. A great pleasure. It, it, it's just so strange. I was uh, talking to listeners earlier and I was saying that we got through winter significantly better than I thought we would. And now we've got the sun shining. Days are a little bit longer. A lot of people have solar. And yet we've moved to stage six. It's a bit perplexing. Yeah, Howard, it's often difficult for people to understand. And uh, we read the media headlines and panic. Mm -hmm. And um, I think the first thing is don't panic. Okay, good. (laughs) Um, and And I'll reference a little bit, I think, about what's happening in Eskom, which I think is very positive. But to give a little bit of perspective, we currently have um, 16,000 megawatts roughly that are out on unplanned loss, okay. what they call UCLF. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we saw at the beginning of the year was typically um, Eskom was sitting about 18 to 19,000 megawatts, so about 3,000 megawatts more out on unplanned oh, maintenance out. and breakdown. Okay, fine, right. So, so we actually, as a system, are, in are actually shape. in better shape. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the moment, what we've got is actually quite a lot of planned maintenance out. So, so I think, again, um, structurally, we are still sitting in stage four to six till the end of the year. That's mm-hmm. the bad news. And But I think there's a lot of positive technical programs that are in play on both return to service programs around some of the bigger units, Cresili, the Madupi units, etc. But there are also specific technical interventions that are under, underway on existing power stations, which right. will start delivering towards the end of this year. So I think that from the end of this year going into next year is really where we'll see a big shift in, and change in load shedding. But unfortunately, the system is still, we are susceptible and, and structurally we actually are still sort of sitting at that stage four level. But um, we haven't seen a sudden collapse and a deterioration from kind of earlier on in the year. I think that's important. It, it, it is important because <laughs> because perspective is everything. And, and it's an interesting thing because I've noticed that when, for example, water goes down, but we are told there's going to be a water outage because we are upgrading all of the pipes in that area, it's very, very different to turning on your taps and suddenly there's no, no water. So as long as we understand what the bigger picture is, we can endure things. We can get through things as long as we know we're moving in the right direction. And interestingly enough, what you're saying is we are in a better position than we were uh, eight or nine months ago, and and things are actually starting to improve. Yeah, absolutely, Howard. So I think on many aspects, 2023 um, is our, our crunch year. Even the economists keep assuring me that interest rates are coming down next year. Um, and I think that we've seen really this is going to be our, our worst sort of load shedding year. Um, if I just kind of reference quickly, I think um, some really, you know, as the Energy Council, we've been working through the National Energy Crisis Committee um, and also mobilizing business uh, support engaging through the CEO pledge, which mm-hmm. has been agreed as a partnership between business and government to deal with some of these big economic issues um, and specifically also the broader energy crisis. Because right. it's not just load shedding. We know we've got a lot of reform to do um, in our energy sector. Uh, we, we are generally very well behind the BRICS economies and most middle-income economies in terms of energy reform. So we've got a lot of work to do. Um, and really the Energy Action Plan, which was launched last year by the, by the President, 
and is being driven under the under the NECOM structure, the National Energy Crisis Committee, is very much focused on these two anchors of solve load shedding and fix ESCOM performance urgently, and then get the re- positive reforms moving that we know that we are behind on and that we need to get done in the energy sector. So I think, you know, from that perspective, there is a plan. Um, it really is working. There's a lot of technical mobilization behind that, and I mm-hmm. think that we will start seeing the benefits of that as we go through from towards the end of this year, but certainly into next year, I think we're going to see significant improvements starting to come through the system. How much impact has the private solar production had on the whole system? Uh, significant. Uh, so if you look at the estimates that Eskom have been doing um, just on rooftop solar, so they've estimated beginning of this year, Four and a half gigs of installed rooftop solar. Um, they've just updated, I think, two odd weeks ago, at 4.7. So we can see rooftop solar installation is moving at a rapid rate. And uh, sort of Eskom's view is that's contributing to probably at least two to two stages of load shedding reduction during the day. Mm, so that's incredible. When, when the system is under pressure as, as, from a supply side as we are at the moment, all generation helps. So rooftop solar, what we also saw during winter is a great input into the system from wind, very consistent wind being generated. And again, Eskin came out saying um, very beneficial to the system and helping also to reduce stages of load shedding. Right. So, so again, yeah. I think that, you know, from a sort of general person in the street, we the technical programs in Eskim I think, are working. I, I certainly am very confident that a lot of good work has been done in turning the corner on Eskom's power station performance. They have sort of reconstituted really senior good uh, experienced leadership at the power station level. They have a number of investment programs uh, on technical key issues which have not been addressed through the state capture and COVID years because mm. they just didn't get there. And those are now being done. Um, and we've been on site. We've seen those. We've been to four power stations. We were hugely impressed with the turnaround and the work, the technical work that's being done. And then on the other side, uh, we see really um, quite a rapid deployment of private sector wind and solar being developed. We can see the commitment around the new bid windows that will be released by the, um, the, the independent power producer program. So I think there's a lot of positive movement that we can point to, but the reality is, you know, it's but taken a bit of yet. time. Yeah, sure. And we'll see that coming through the system. So we've got to right. um, keep our chins up and um, look forward to next year. I think it's going to be a, a good Christmas. How, how important is it for uh, for us to be able to push our excess power back to the grid? I mean, I know that if I just look at my own house, uh, there's during the day I'm producing way more than I can utilize and store. Uh, and it would just be, I mean, if I even think about it on a micro level, just imagine me being able to help my neighbor who doesn't have solar, just to, to, to push that, give, make that uh, uh, more useful. If we all did that, I, I, I would imagine that it will also have an even greater impact. So a very important part of the, our energy future is this concept of, decentralized power, which means anyone can own it as you own your own sort of power on the roof. It's also distributed because you can put it anywhere where the sun shines and the wind blows, but mm. it's also very digital. So, so part of the uh, reforms that we've got to catch up on is getting some of those 
capabilities in place. So certainly part of it is digitization, which means we need mm. different types of meters, we need feed-in tariffs, we need other mechanisms. Um, and again, a very positive is the Electricity Regulation Act Amendment Bill is now registered in Parliament, and that will enable a lot of these reforms to be accelerated and finally be put in place. So again, I think we're moving in the right direction. Uh, we've got to keep pushing hard on implementation and speed of, of change, but at least I think, you know, after we, I, I, I think often people don't recognize how much we lost in the state capture year. Mm-hmm. We went backwards, and then we stood still during COVID, and now we've got to catch up. But we're moving in the right direction, so I think there are very positive things that we can point to. But we've got to kind of have some faith and, and believe that we will get there, but I think uh, this year is our crunch year. Absolutely amazing, James Makaya, CEO of Energy Council of South Africa, giving us a very different perspective and, and a fairly positive one. I do think that we need to be able to look at that instead of just looking at it stage six and uh, uh, pulling whatever hair we have left uh, out of our, our already pulled that hair uh, head. Let's, let's look at that and say things have improved greatly.